Hi everyone, let's join me back in Montreal on Saturday morning ahead of day three of Terra Mysticon 2023. Morning of day three. Just walking down to the metro. Uh, looking forward to getting some breakfast and going to watch this strategy session, which is, I think it's Unorthodox Lines with Melison and Jekyll this morning, uh, which should be interesting. And then it is going to be the next game of the Open Qualifiers. Uh, I don't think I'm going to qualify at this point. All I have is a single loss to my name, but another good game would be nice. Already starting to feel a little bit sad that we're, only, we're halfway through, still got two days left, but I'm already starting to feel sad that this is going to be over in a couple of days' time, but got to make sure we enjoy these last two days. A few kind of random observations as I think of them. Uh, one is that... Uh, People in real life are some are taller and some are shorter than you think. Uh, Barnwell, for example, much taller than I was expecting him to be. Other thing is, I think if you're a listening organisers, the thing that has been so fantastic about this event, and I guess it's true of any competitive gaming thing, is that the World Open format with having the tournament. Usually, like when you, some, I mean, obviously we're going to have a tournament, but. Uh, I did think like maybe you don't need a tournament, maybe you just let people play games, play friendly games. But the tournament means that, every, first of all, everyone plays at the same time. Uh, and you get everyone sat down playing, so everyone gets a game. And also it means that you have to mix people up, so you don't just get people playing in their little groups or with the people know, they know. You get like people from the online scene playing with the Montreal scene and yet people get to know each other, sort of meet people they wouldn't have met and that is partly what I think is fantastic about this. Unorthodox Lines Strategy Talk with Jekyll and Mellison. Unorthodox, these are not going to be like how to play guides, these are kind of just like general concepts of games where the player question went a little different direction, sometimes there's a lot of we auction try to really get their best estimate of like who we think the best action is um, based on like the lines you expect them to take. Maybe you can find a different one people don't expect that might give you an edge and leading that that often play. So, talk through a couple games where that happened. Uh, Sorry to take this off the screen. Uh. <laughs> um, first one we'll start is a low econ free to be board game. Um, to be clear, not recommending low econ, like build the economy efficiently, that's what terrorism is all about, um, that's a good thing. But what about being where you can't build the economy? Like playing dwarves on the Fire Master, um, which is notoriously So building cheap buildings at scoring points, and you can multiply that score through past scrolls, it's way to do it. Um, low scoring track, and the inherent scoring of dwarves really didn't help you. Like, you only tunnel them five or six times, that's 20 points. Like, 20 points in a game where you, like, the scores look like this, it's a lot of points. Um, and then the final takeaway is just, I said, don't run a race in a race you can't win. If you're not going to win the economy race, don't get into an economy race. 
My way to score. Qualifiers for the Terra Mystica World Open. I've seen that talk by Jekyll and Mellison, and I'm going to be, I'm going to be playing all the super fancy. Um, do you, uh, does Aaron know how this works? Aaron, sorry, Eric struggling with the PA to get the. Uh, Yeah, watch that talk and uh, you'll be mad. 
Say hi, George. Hi, George. Quite a lot. Quite I think I'm going to make something. Okay. Yeah, I've like, um, I don't know how good it will be. <laughs> Got the uh, tennis atmos. Oh my god! If it's if it's all audio, I think I'm just going to do audio. I'm bad at that. So yeah. <laughs> I got that. seem to do a great job with the audio, so you, you uh... Is that right? Uh... Probably? Yeah, probably, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly it was, it was two days, I think, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've got one from MSO where I recorded, and I've still not put it out from like a year ago. Oh, wow. But it's quite hard because when I listen back to it, I can... I know what was happening, you know? I see, like, I can imagine I in my head, like, oh yeah, I was walking into this room, and, this, yeah. and I don't know how well that will come off. That's a... To yeah. someone who doesn't. Yeah. So, but anyway. Alright, so I'm gonna do some digging here. We're gonna do, this is two digs. This is a worker. This is two points. That's seven workers and two clients? Wow. Is there? So that would be 38 points. <laughs> two digs and a dwelling. So two points. Yeah. Got another dwelling. Yeah, that's a leech for you. My guy. Oh, and. Game 4 post-game chat, Zoras on the stream, Claybo in person. Zoras winner interview. Absolutely, yeah. Hello Zoras. Nice of you to join us. Wow, that was amazing. And uh, yeah, we're saying that uh, witches, engineers, very tricky. You chose to put that in. Uh, you're like, you're gonna like, ask players to figure this out. Yeah, I, uh, it's so hard. And it did, you liked, uh, we weren't sure what uh, favorite tile, uh, I'm sorry, bonus uh, engineers were going to go through, but once you went like four points close, that we were like, aha, uh -huh, this is Koti Engineers, it was absolutely amazing. I saw his thing, I I think one uh, perhaps nice illustration was, was uh, it wasn't clear that you were no, sure yeah. getting double the shoot. No, 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 I think I was. Although, I, yeah, to our second point is uh, we think that Clay might have actually 
accidentally threw the game at the end of round six. Are you serious? If he didn't turn the power, so he had enough for a double dig. Oh, no, but I do lose the double dig. I could go one less, he just double dig. Gets 11 points out. Honestly, if you watch the first round, I can, I took a two for one when it was obvious I was going to get another power, so I threw away one point in the round one. I mean, nobody probably saw that, but like in my mind, I'm like, damn, I threw it from the beginning, from the end, <laughs> somewhere in the middle, but Zora's like, props to that. Was like, if you, that was sick. I mean, he cut through, yeah. did a couple towns, bridges. He deserved it. And, uh, yeah. But no, that is funny though. I get the in game talk. I throw it in the end game. Did you guys talk about that? Yes. Good, thank you. I really rub it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I obviously, I set up to like. Well, at least it was. Yeah, I think we did. At least we. It was entertaining at least? Oh, yeah. Okay, thank God. I didn't want to be boring. I didn't want to be boring. Going like two key water two. But I didn't think about bridge, like heavy bridge I just didn't, I didn't think there'd be enough there. Excuse me? How many? Did they get two spades? So you, so you, you think you'll make the cutoff? I think it's usual. I so also you think you'll about, make the cutoff? Uh, like whether you or Pickles are ahead. It's going to be close. Because, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be sick if you get in. Like, oh my god, you're passing you know, half decent game. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. But uh, this, like, this score is just crazy. Two people, two color neighbors at 180. Was it entertaining? Green and gray. Green gray at 180. It was very fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was very. I, could, I don't think you can have to ask for a better game for a first time trying to guess something. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I didn't ask mostly. Yeah, he's, 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 he's more experienced. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it back. Oh god, I, I, I don't know. I hope I don't do pummel against too much. No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no it's all good. Just put it on in the uh, the cage. So do y'all see the comments or like? Oh no, I wasn't watching. Didn't really get attention. It was on the TV. Favitile strategy with Weber AJ and George Shortwell. Yes, it can be good because extra temples gives you extra priests, and priests can be very useful for a lot of different things. Advancing ship, if you're going to be a digging um, faction, advancing dig, um, sending priests to cults. Um, priests are very good, but temples themselves are fairly expensive buildings, um, and so investing all those resources in two temples in the first two rounds just to get. Earth one and uh, econ favor because you're told not to take Earth one in round one, so you can an econ, and then now you're building another temple just so you can get Earth one in round two. Doesn't always make a lot of sense. I think in a lot of situations and for a lot of factions, specifically, um, I'm thinking mermaids. I really would uh, prefer to build my temple round one. If you want to take Earth one, go ahead and do it. If you think you can afford it. If you want to take an econ, that's how I prefer to play usually, I would do that, but then think about just trying to build as many dwellings as you can over the next round or two. Because getting your economy through workers is the biggest thing in uh, Terra Mystica. And so instead of spending four workers and eight coins to build another temple, and removing a dwelling from your board, so removing worker production, just so you can get Earth 1 in round 2, um, doesn't make a lot of sense. I, I, I would much rather prefer to build as many dwellings as I can. And specifically on the mermaid example, because they have their shipping ability, um, advancing the ship and trying to get all these different um, free lake hexes uh, can be a better way to build your economy and just uh, worry about points later.
or if you want, just take Earth 1 and Round 1. I just quickly like came up with uh, a list of like common two or three favorite factions. Chaos Magicians, right? Darklings, Temple of Vanessa, NG often are two temples at the end of round two. Cultists and Cultists and Halflings for various reasons. The Kears, for sure, they have utility in them. Mermaids aren't really on that list. Warren, which is, you know, like, and of course things are contextual. You'll see Double Temple Alchemist. I don't want to get down into the crazy joke. But these are, like, generally speaking, like, pretty safe bet that like, most game plans that we play with these end up with two favors in round two. I think that's pretty straightforward. So you're playing one of these. Playing cultists, one two temples at the end of round two, finger two in round one, and one in round two, that kind of thing. That again, but I'm going to record it for the podcast. This seems important. Down conversion. Down conversion is not a thing. There we go. Set up for ludicrous eight player Terra Mystica with the RKM. Alchemists are wood, darklings are plastic. This is how you see it. And it's important to distinguish between these two boards. On this board is all the plastic factions, on this board is the wood factions. And it's also important to distinguish this is the priest supply for the wood factions and this is the supply for the plastic factions. Uh, and somehow the dwarf the priests are missing. <coughs> I don't know. We gotta get them. <laughs> are those just not? Uh, oh, these are not priests. Yeah, so basically what this is I just one passport, but we, for oh. visualization, we need to. So, everyone gets an item uh, here. You get an item. You get an item. Uh, you get an item, <laughs> and you, Max. Yeah. Okay. So now where is the sign? And everyone will throw his uh, item, and whoever is closest to this line will pick first, and second closest second, and so on. There we go. Ready to start. So they are out. Okay. Uh, so 
how does cult scoring work? Is it per board? Yes. Uh, so basically, this is only one board. We only use two to, to distinguish between the wood section and, and the plastic sections. So there's two threes and six twos for each ball. Yes. Let's say somebody makes it to the top of fire on this board. Can anybody make it to the top no. of fire? No. So how many total? Eight? Uh, nine. Two grays, two blacks. Yep. Meanwhile, the semi-finals for the World Open were taking place with some drama at the finish. I didn't see that. No, me neither. Is yeah. there a tiebreaker? I think they literally want to know the answers. And then it's no time. They don't have a tiebreaker. But is it like on the seeding of the previous? I think five-player tournaments. Yeah. They both go there. No, I don't know. They're so far ahead of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and Eric is also the tournament director. <laughs> <laughs> you have the worst. Yeah, five player final. I have no idea. Yeah, I can't tell you. Dude, if you're one of them and you don't get in. Yeah, it's, it's like seven. Right. Like if, if you're one of them, don't get in. Dude, that's the dream. They both get into the finals, even though they're in the same. Yeah, that's true. We did one the like, like, Unbelievable. Is that thing still recording? Yeah. Thank God, because that needs to be in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that thing still recording? Carnival <laughs> so. Every chance you get, you gotta get it out there. That is shit. Yeah, man. This is gonna be a little Easter egg. I'm so happy. This is the greatest <laughs> thing that's ever happened. Okay, Deep Finesse and Nerd Cube were in the semi final of the tournament, and they, the winner goes through to the final of the Dermistica World Open playing live, and they've tied. They've tied on like 180 points, and they've both thrashed the other people in the semi final, and no one knows what the tiebreaker is. They've tied, and we don't know who's going into the final. Uh, you're, you're up over there, but I, th I don't know if it's. Yeah. Another time. They're figuring it out right now. They're figuring it out right now. Who's actually <laughs> Okay. Same score as the time. Oh, well, 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 well,
I built next to you and gave you a two for one. Thank you. I thought that's what they did in the other one. Oh, yeah, I don't want to Okay, so apparently NerdCube has won that tiebreaker. And then on the other, there were four semi-final games because it's winner takes all. In the other semi-final game, Jekyll and Chris Ho also tied, and they also tied on exactly the same number of points as Deep Finesse and NerdCube. And we think Jekyll has won that tiebreaker. So Jekyll and NerdCube both winning on a tiebreaker on the same number of points. The whole thing has gone mad. Told you. Who won? Who won? Who won? Who won? Who won? Who won? George won. George won. Yeah, sorry. Well done, George. Congrats, George. Oh, you got 15 shots for that? You almost 16 shots. Yeah, 15 is the biggest. What? Yeah, shit. Wait, how do you get so many structures? Wait, you guys didn't tie? You're supposed to tie. You're supposed to tie. I had two sample five dwellings in the round. With Earth 2. Okay, I gotta see the stream. That's ridiculous. How do you get two doubles back? Two doubles five doubles in a round. I got double spade. Plus a bonus spade. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> have, have you ever heard of two doubles, five dwellings, coldest into round two? I don't know if I've ever seen that before. Yeah. Two doubles, four dwellings. Usually two yeah. and four. The five. Yeah, that was literally a counter Whoa. 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 I'm happy for it. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm... I'm... What's this guy's name? Yeah, so they they finished, one? They oh, the, Ghost. Yeah, yeah. Score. Is it score? I think so, but I'm not sure. Okay. Um, oh, no, no, no. no. Uh, but our actions are still happening. Sorry, we're not quite there. Sorry. Say again? Sorry, we're not quite there, yeah. You can still restart, I don't know. No, 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 I'll just record
much. Well, yeah. And I sat there for a long time thinking about it, but somehow I mastered it through so many things. Yeah, I was like, after you spilled it, I was like, wait, I'm okay. I'm just saying that. I remember I had a CBU exhibit. I had a CBU Who won? Who won? Who won? Felipe! You won? It's like very high in emotion. Oh man, it was insanity. And then the third, third semi-final was Ranyor against Weber and Felipe. And that was... It went down to a point. It went down to a point, but Ranyo was playing Swarmlings and there was cultists in the game. And there's some like mad thing where if he'd accepted cultists' leech, cultists would have taken points off another player, which would have given Ranyo the win by a point. And that was, and the third, it was like deathly silence around while they like, carefully counted it out and Ryan was like I've lost it I should have accepted the leech and it was it was insane and so two semi-finals of this tournament were tie breakers and then the third was decided by a point and then in the fourth George Shortwell won it by like a normal amount just like a standard sort of finish but just absolute madness like the whole room was going crazy watching total madness total madness table atmosphere from the band factions final match Okay, that is day three done. Absolute brilliant insanity. I can't. I'm, I'm walking away from. I'm walking out of the uh, venue. And I don't, I, it was brilliant. That was just so incredible. I'm not going to go through everything I don't think now because I'm, it's, it's too much. I need to try and remember the whole day. But the, the, the finish of the semi final matches, which I got audio from, three of those games, the way it ended was incredible to watch and be in the room while that happened. Uh, that was the same time as doing the ludicrous high player count terror, but um, yeah, just an awesome day. And I'll come back and try and piece together and remember exactly what went on because it was it was just the best. 
Okay, here we go. I've uh, sort of I've been on the metro. I've gathered my thoughts. I think I've just about worked it out. Uh, here is the story of the day. And if I thought Terra Mysticon couldn't get any better today, it really did. Today was just incredible. Uh, everything that was great about it, I think. Um, so here we go. Uh, first of all, it started with uh, Eatengast, Eitengast, uh, kindly getting me in a few others some bagels. So I, I was keen to uh, have a, a bagel for Brecky and uh, asked on the Discord if there are any recommendations. And Eitengast said, don't worry, I've got, I'll get them from the place that I had on my list to visit and I hadn't managed to get to so that ticked anything off my list so if you're listening thank you very much that was greatly appreciated set me up for the day then early strategy session of Jekyll and Mellison talking about unorthodox lines which was really cool I really like how they went through it how they explained stuff made you think uh inspired you to do some mad things in the following qualifier game qualifier started and we drew the tables uh, I drew the table went and sort of went over and then Zoras wandered over as well with the same card in his hand he's like ah oh, I'm playing Zoras again and then over wanders Claybo ah it's Claybo and then Mr Fickle shows up Oh, we got ourselves a game here, guys. Um, yeah, at that point, we start unpacking the uh, we start unpacking the box, getting the pieces ready, and uh, we're like, in our arrogance, we're like, you know, we're we're kind of a big deal, us guys. We're probably going to be the feature table, right? Uh, I think Claybo. Uh, went over to Bizzle and was like hey Bizzle come on we're the feature table get us on the stream yeah 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 and uh, so Chris did so he was like yeah go on get on the streaming table so we uh, wandered over uh, in our arrogance of being big names in, in the, <laughs> the small terror mystical world we didn't realise that there was actually another really stacked table that had also been formed of... It was like Terra Steel, George Shortwell... Oh, I can't even remember, but four other big names. Kyle Voxfini was on that table as well. And those guys are actually vying for qualification between them. So that was actually a huge table that we just kicked to the back of the room and didn't get streamed uh, as they were fighting for qualification but um i think we put on a good show for uh, the folks watching at home anyway we had a uh, deep finesse and felipe bart uh, commentating on us and yeah i think we gave them something to watch <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and, uh <laughs> it was an awesome game from Zoras, just so cool. He played engineers, kind of tall engineers. It was engineers, witches, 
halflings and I was playing nomads so um, the green grey matchup on base map but Zoras went for a tall water two culty engineers strategy with the two key town and in the end only ended up beating Claybo by like two points Claybo playing witches Claybo also having a really cool uh, three town witches game at the end uh, green grey they both finished on about 180 points madness um in that scenario uh, me as you know i'm sat there with three players who are legends who have all been uh the highest rated elo in the world at one point or another uh so you feel a bit bad like i didn't want to sort of you know i didn't want my lines to kind of get in their way or mess up the sort of competition between them but anyway whatever i came third and managed to beat fickles uh, but I did do a bit of a funny thing in the final round where I didn't really know what I was doing and then I took a single dig to form a town which actually ended up messing up Claybo so sorry about that mate but um, anyway it's all good and that was a fantastic game but also just uh, just like so enjoyable sat there with three lovely people just you know playing talking in the morning um I said it to them, but yeah, that that was just like thoroughly enjoyable playing that game. Larking around a bit for the camera as well, because we knew we were on stream. And yeah, truly great. Uh, oh man, we're a long way in and it's still, uh, still only talking about the morning. Then it was lunch. Got a bit of lunch, got my all dressed chips and the pizza from the uh, convenience store. Um, and ate that while watching the Favourtile Strategy Talk from George Shortwell and Weber, uh, which was really good. I really liked how they talked about it, how they pitched it. I would recommend looking up their uh, tier list for Econ Favourtiles if you are interested in such a thing. It's a nice job by then. Uh, had a sort of quick casual fjords um just terror game not for any competition with george shortwell jekyll and deranged which was um yeah another like really nice fun pleasant game uh i played dwarves on fjords did all right but did some silly things i think george won playing halflings uh but that was really nice i sort of hadn't had a chance to uh, hang out with George at that point much really so it was cool to um, hang out with him a bit then 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 the fun started so then this is when the evening of brilliant madness started firstly the IKM the EKM uh, and Lena were getting the uh, ludicrous Terra Mystica going, uh, which we did a whole episode on it, uh, last episode of this podcast I go back and listen to, but in short, you play Terra with a big map and with loads of people and you have extra town tiles, extra power actions, extra everything. We had eight people playing. Uh, I won't name all of them, but yeah, uh, I was playing Nomads on this sort of extended big old map that we were using. Uh, 
so we got that going this madness of, of dwellings and people everywhere over in the corner of the center meanwhile the world open semi-finals were kicking off so that was all going on while we were playing sort of quiet in the room as, as that all happened and players were concentrating obviously and then while we're still in our ludicrous game hero you hear over from the corner some sort of gasps and shouts and rush over to see what happens and if you were there you you probably know about all this but for those that weren't there the atmosphere in the room was electric around this time firstly the semi-final with deep finesse and nerd cube two huge names in it uh, was a tie deep finesse and nerd cube had beaten the other two players by a long way but both tied on exactly the same points and no one knew what the tiebreaker was <laughs> there was some sort of general confusion and uh, questions and checks and then it transpired that, uh, in the end that Nerdcube had gone through to the final based on end game points, total end game points, but that there was nothing to separate them. That tie break included number of coins. So they'd finished on equal points, equal resource points, equal number of coins and gone through to the tiebreaker. Then gasps again as the second uh, semi-final game with Chris Ho and Jekyll also went to the tiebreak. They'd also finished on exactly the same number of points as the other game, which I think was 167, if I remember rightly. Also with the same number of coins, same tiebreaker, and Jekyll goes through. <laughs> like, I was losing my mind. Everyone was losing their minds. I've got the I've got the audio, so I'll sort of play it of like what everyone was talking about and asking. But it, it was just incredible. I I don't think it was at this point, but at one point I took a screenshot of my Apple Watch heart rate. It was 129 beats per minute just from watching what was going on. The third semi-final then. Uh, again like it's complicated to explain but essentially uh, Ryan Ranyor playing Swarmlings had gone for like a full hoardling strategy uh, with you know playing tall I think and amassing lots of resources for in-game scoring another player was Cultist and if if Ryan had accepted Cultist's leech it would have meant that Cultist would overtake Felipe Bart which would have sort of knocked enough points off Felipe Bart that Ryan would have won but it didn't happen and so Felipe Bart ended up going through by a single point in the other game everyone just gathered around this terror mystica table just watching this unfold like gasping and, and just incredible drama uh, the, third, the the other table, which was actually sort of in the end the least eventful one, um, was the feature table, which was streamed. Folks were watching that on the big TV. Uh, and that featured 
but that was a, a really stacked table with Chris Bizzle, George Shortwell, uh, Husky Haru, uh, who I was a fellow Brit, my good friend Husky. It was cool to see her up there with the big names. She played really well in the qualifiers, um, which was really cool. And who was the other person at the table? Zoras. Zoras was on that table too. Uh, but George took it down by a decent margin, so no real drama on that one. But that was the semi-finals. That was done. After all of that, calmed down, and we then finished our ludicrous game, which uh, we actually got done in a reasonable amount of time. We, we were sort of worried how long it would take, but in the end, we sort of hurried it along, and we got it done in, you know, hours, which is not bad for an eight-player game. A few hours, you know. Um, and that was cool. I got second with a fun... I sort of realised that the map we were playing on, you, there's two shipping nomads, you could get loads of dwellings down. I built a big economy, but then sort of ran out of end game scoring. Didn't have scoring favours, so it was just relying on the track, but only got one town in the town round at the end, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Max, playing mermaids, won that. Um, so congrats to him. Uh... And then that was sort of mostly the end of the drama, but there was still, uh, while all of that was sort of going on and being discussed, there was the fan factions final of the tournament going on. So, actually, I guess the Gaia Project. Hmm, was the Gaia Project, was that the final? I guess it was at some point. Not sure what happened with that, but anyway, I went over to watch the... Uh, sort of the fan factions final which after all the drama of everything else was kind of wrapping up relatively slowly uh, relatively quietly and calmly I think everyone was had had too much drama by that point but um, watched Matt Lalesa take that down playing I think Children of the Worm Um, which I, I don't know but I think it feels like the correct outcome for that tournament was uh, that Matt won the fan veterans tournament given that he's sort of done so much work on furthering the uh the strategy knowledge of the fan factions and worked on playing them and developing the strategy for them so i think it's it seems very fitting that he won that uh he beat deep finesse simon bay uh and ghostly in the final so another really good table uh, although it had been quite funny up to that point to see Ghostly, who has no... I think he'll admit he doesn't really have any interest in fan factions. Um, going on a bit of a... I won't use the word lucky, but a bit of a, a bit of a cool run in the fan factions tournament, despite that not being Ghostly's bag. He'd made it to the final, but yeah, Matt got him in the final and won. And that was that, and yeah sort of chilled at that point and ready to go and I've been talking for too long about this but I think just everything there showed what an awesome event this has been with like really competitive play but kind of good natured fun enthusiastic people discussing these games afterwards um gasps and excitement from the crowd as they watch this uh Meanwhile, in the background, a, a bunch of people just playing eight-player Terra Mystica because that's a thing that you can do. Um, shows the kind of like the, the breadth of this event and 
what great people are there and what great sort of a tournament this has been that's organised. I'm it's past midnight my midnight now. I'm going back to get some sleep ahead of the final day and ahead of leaving Montreal after the end of the convention tomorrow. It's going to be sad to see it finish, um, but I am beyond excited for the final of the World Open tournament. I, based on the atmosphere for the semis, I think it's going to be electric again. I think we're going to have a great time watching, seeing what happens. The final is going to be, I guess, Jekyll, Nerd Cube. Uh, Felipe Bart and George George Shortwell so that's going to be just great it's going to be awesome we'll see how it goes tomorrow try and get some audio and uh, yeah enjoy the final day of the uh, Terra Mystica convention join us next time for the final day of Terra Mysticon and the final of the Terra Mysticon World Open. Ghostly, who is going to win the Terra Mystica World Open final today? Oh, good question. George Shortwell ahead of the final, how are you feeling? Uh, extremely confident. Uh,